Hey, how's it going? I'm Will from Long Island. You're listening to the Hood Rat Recap Podcast. Uh, my name is Ben Zimmerman. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And actually, I'm really looking to hear them play Multitude the Casualties. They played it during soundtrack. It was really cool. I'd love it to see if they actually play it during the real set, too. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Jake from Wisconsin. And I want to hear magazines. My name is Adam. I'm from Denver. And I'm hoping to hear Unpleasant Breakfast tonight. Okay, I'm Sage. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm hoping to have a good time, and I'm really hoping to hear uh, Hot Soft Light. So, I'm Jeremy, and I'm from Boston. Um, they, they played what I wanted to hear, which was Hostile Massachusetts during soundcheck. So, uh, I, I will go for uh, most people are DJs. My name is Paul. I'm from Sunnyside, Queens. And I'd like to hear uh, Stevie Nicks tonight. John Broder. I live in New York City. And I'm hoping to hear Stay Positive tonight. Hi, my name's Luke. I'm from New Jersey. And I'm hoping to hear Citrus tonight. Hi, uh, Chris from Toronto. I really want to hear Hot Soft Light. And what I'm really here for is a confetti and the unified scene. Nothing like it. We got bored, so we started a podcast about the best bar band in the land, man. This is the Hood Rat Recap, and we are back. We are the steadiest stream of the unified scene, all the news and reviews, and all four nights of massive nights. Hello, everybody. This is Stage Right Mike on the mic, and I thought it'd be best if I head back to the upper Midwest, so I am back in the upper Midwest. So I know four nights of massive nights almost killed me. Um, I'm going to ask my co-host how it treated him. So uh, this is the unified scene's very own King of Queens, Gasper. Gasper, how did those four nights treat you? Oh, man, it was amazing. I'm still coming off the afterglow, I think. But, uh, you know, in my ever quest of trying to come up with my own nickname, I'm trying to get people to call me the Kool-Aid Kid. Yeah, I noticed at the show you're trying to get people to call you that. Uh, why is that, Gasper? Because I like to make a grand entrance. Oh, yeah. Wow. <sighs> How's how's that working out for you? Not so good, not so good. It's uh, they're they're calling me Crystal Light, so uh, I think I'll stick with King of Queens. But uh, yeah, I'm trying, well, guys. I'm trying. Let's, but let's <laughs> let's go to our other host who actually has a cool nickname. Let's who do we have there? You're yeah. coming off like terrible flavored water right now. <laughs> so so Kevin is whatever, man. How's yeah. it going? I'm going all right. Uh, first off, I'd like to say thank you for getting my name right after all these episodes, because uh, anybody who listened to the Flash episode, I am not Kevin is wherever, because I know exactly where I am, but I am Kevin is whenever, named after a popular Hold Steady album, but you would think my co-host would know that. But it's I'm good trying. to be back, guys. I'm trying. I'm trying. And, you know, so Kevin uh, took staying positive a little bit too seriously. Like, why don't you tell him what happened, Kev? Well, I can... 
be one of those people now that can attest that the hold steady almost killed me because after our show Thursday night, uh, my wife and I decided we wanted to stay even more positive and tested positive for COVID. And so we were down for all of last week, which was rough. I was very excited. I was hoping to sneak out tonight four, but I started to not feel so great. And I said, oh, maybe I should just stay home. And 48 hours later, the hold steady and I, we were positive together. So through a, a whole week of positive jams and tests, I am now back to normal. So it's good to be back. Uh, I know you guys had so much fun. It looked like and talked like. I can't wait to hear about it. Last we left, you guys were getting ready to run off to sound check party for day three. So sort of tell me about it. What was it like? I mean, you knew I was sick as shit, so that's boring. We're through that. But I want to hear what you guys <laughs> How your 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 four days were? The cool that was a cool sound check. It was the uh, now I was, his name's escaping me. It was the lead right the lead uh, NHL writer for uh, ESPN. Uh, ESPN, yeah, yeah. He was very good. He uh, he was he excellent. Was a true hold steady fan, and like he 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 kept it rolling really cool. And you know um, what made sound check and and all of night three really special for me was um, I brought my son Jackson uh, to the show, and uh, this was his very first. Uh, hold steady show and he had a blast and you know what i just want to take a minute to thank dave gottlieb for um setting me up with lucas and lucas from the brooklyn bowl who made it happen like thank you very much uh, my son's only 10 so getting him into the club is you know a little sketchy but uh they they hooked us up and uh it was great and he had an awesome time and uh you know I got to fulfill uh, another one of Craig's lyrics where it's the kids at the shows now have kids of their own. And uh, and then uh, Craig pointed them out too. Yeah. He's still talking about that, man. So like during the main set, um, we were up by the, the bowling lanes. Uh, we rented a lane and you get such a great view up there. Like you're almost on top of the band. And so Jackson was out there with me getting ready to throw his confetti. And like Craig did like the rock and roll point at him and like it, it blew his little mind. So <laughs> he's still talking about that. And also I wanted to thank Mike from Roanoke um, who sent me a picture of us at the sound check. And um, it was just like kind of a side profile of like Jackson sitting on the floor in front of me. And it's like one of my favorite pictures now. So, so thanks Mike. That was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, man, that was a great time. What's your name? Uh, Jackson. And how old are you? Uh, Ten. And where are you from? Bill Village, New York. And you went to the Hold Steady on yeah. night three? Yeah. What did you think? It's good. You liked it? Yeah. Did you have a lot of fun? Yeah. All right. Can you say, we are all the Hold Steady? We are all the Hold Steady. Yeah, so Jackson Jackson was a total trooper. And uh, how, how did you... Uh, that was the first time me doing four nights in a row, and I... Yeah, it almost killed me. I was <laughs> by night four. I was like, uh, well, we went and hung out after night four too. That was a late night. So yeah, it's it was a, a crazy weekend, man. Um, oh, I can't wait get, to hear all about your night at the bar because I can imagine <laughs> how that went. We'll get there, and um, so like we've we've recapped nights one and two for you pretty much. Um, why don't we get into night three a little bit? Um, oh, you, you know what? Before before we do, actually, mm -hmm. there was something. Um, Mike pointed out Mike. So night two, uh, Mike was right up front under the Craig microphone, and uh, he got to he noticed Craig something. Crotchview, as I <laughs> yeah. like to call it. So you noticed something that that I kind of missed till the end of the set. Like, um, what happened to Craig on night two? 
on his index finger, he had like a, it looked like a, I go, Craig got a new tattoo. He had like a little red lightning bolt on his index finger, as I thought. And I go, uh, you know, it kind of looked like, what's that movie called? Harry Pothead and the Stone Sorcerer. Uh, Did did I get that right? (laughs) Did I get that name right? But uh, anyways, but then it started smearing. I go, who gets a red tattoo? And then it started smearing. I realized he had cut his finger on the guitar pick or with the guitar strings, I'm guessing. Yeah. And so, like, he, he cut himself pretty decent to where it was, like, kind of bleeding down his finger. And, like, that was, like, the opening song or maybe the second song and just played the whole set like a trooper. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, just a story. I mean, that's very cool. And I, and I remember, though, when you guys were heading off to uh, to the show for night three that I didn't go to, we were talking about songs that you both were excited to hear. And I remember... Gasper's pick was how a resurrection really feels. Uh, Mike, I don't remember what you said for that one, uh, what you were hoping to hear that night. And um, did I, either of you get your choices? Um, I got every song and then some, um, like I had a friend, I was, when I was, when we were recording on that, that last episode, I was looking through social media and he was running in Las Cruces. He's a, he's a hundred mile runner. So I sent him stove and the toaster as we we're running out the door. I go, you got to hear, this is probably the greatest song about Las Cruces. I'm sure it's the only song about Las Cruces. And then two hours later I got stove in the, you know, I got stove in the toaster, which was just crazy. Um, night two, we didn't talk about, I got, I got my ringtone. They walked out to the good and bad and the ugly, which is my ringtone. I've had that since my iPhone three. So nobody steal it. That's mine. Um, (laughs) and then, you know, I, we already talked about how I heard Modesto and then, um, yeah. And then both, you know, getting both crosses, which you don't always get, which is another big hit of mine that I like. And so I got all my songs. So I was, I was over the moon on it. Yeah. How about you, Gasper? So night three, I do get my, uh, my uh how a resurrection really feels um and they do play it as the last song of the set um as they say they they would on open door policy um and also the show opens with hornets hornets and she says always remember never to trust me ah she said that the first night that she met me she said there's gonna come a time when i'm gonna have to go Whoever's gonna get me the highest. Which is my second favorite. Uh. To open a show with, I mean, obviously, Positive Jam is a great way to open a show, but Hornets Hornets is a second favorite. I love that call and response of like, you know. I do remember too. I think I had said like, "Oh, I would love to hear Southtown Girls," and I don't think they played it again. I think they only played it night one, from what I could see. So lucky you guys that you got to hear because I always love that, you know, sort of sing along intro for that song. And it seemed like they played it the first night, and, and just talking about what we talked about a little earlier with Craig and how he makes set lists in advance. It's, it's gotta be a wonderful mindset to have so much material to pull from where you could literally play a song one night in a four night span and not have to think about it again, especially a song like that, which is usually a staple in their set a couple of times. I, I bet you if you asked him, he would say, I'm, I'm sure it is fun for him, but it's probably also stressful, you know? I mean, cause like there's, there's a, a bunch of songs you know you have to play. And then there's songs that everybody wants to hear, but they don't always get to play. And then there's those songs that like 
they never play. And like, how do you fit those songs? Like it's, it's a hundred and what we say, 36, 37 songs. I'm like, you can't play them all, but <laughs> it's, you know, I, I would imagine it's, it's probably a little stressful putting together the four night set list, <laughs> you know? I mean, but well, I was going to say, yeah, they can't play them all. They didn't play Navy sheets. I mean, come on. Okay. I'm kind of glad they didn't play Navy sheets though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean get... you did get a hundred songs over four nights. I mean, they yeah. do twenty-five songs a night. That that's, yep. you know, I, there are duplicates, but for a band with one hundred and thirty-seven tracks, I'm sure if you actually sat there and broke it down, they they probably went pretty deep. They probably gave you a good cross section of every album in some way, and, shape, or form. Um, we did get three of the new songs um, coming off the the new record in 2023 um and night three we get uh grand junction which uh this might be the first time we've heard this definitely in the states um i don't think i've I've ever heard it before but that was a great song Um, that sounded really good i was that's the one i'm really impressed with right now i mean with each one that you hear like it's just i'm so psyched for this new record coming and i mean the other thing we should kind of mention too about night three is that's the only night that we get the full complement of the horn steady it's it's all of them there at once, um, and that just makes it such an extra special night, you know. Those guys are so badass. I mean, I was at two in the morning. I was googling uh, distressed saxophone lessons because <laughs> they have those cool distressed instruments. I'm glad they don't have the the brassy, glossy ones from the '80s anymore. Now they got these ones that they look like they left out in the rain, and they're just so cool looking. And yeah. You know. I, I mean, the interesting it, thing oh, I was going to say about okay. what the Hold Steady does that a lot of bands don't do is, and I guess it's a sort of testament to the relationship between the band and their fans, is that most bands won't put that much new music out or play it live even without records and pre-orders and stuff because labels, and they get so crazy about, I don't want a bad YouTube video of a new song that no one's heard out and about. And props to Craig and the boys. They're like, we don't give a shit. Yeah. here's our four here's four new songs we hope you love them if you don't love them they're still our songs we're playing the shit out of them enjoy them and and for a lot of people that's go get beer time and go get whenever and i know the night i was there people are glued i love the song you know we heard on uh night two which i gotta look up the name again because sideways just, skull side, no skull. was it that was oh, no, first no, no, night no. no 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 night two we oh, had the other one the best was song. sixers yep. sixers there sixers. you go so it's four songs. We get four four new songs, actually. Yeah, and that's why. about Sixers. Like, sixers. So, yeah. you know, you got Sideways Skull, Sixers, the Grand, Grand Junction, Johnson. and we'll get we'll get to the one that they played on the last night. But just right. as a band and, a, and sort of a business entity, that's not something that's done. So it really says no, and, a lot about a band. And to your point, like where you're getting Sideways Skull, and we've had Sideways Skull for a little bit now, and they – started playing that song when it wasn't even called sideways skull it used to be called bloodbath um right. so like it's we're getting them with working titles yeah. you know um and we don't know a whole lot about the record but if there's 12 tracks we literally have 30 we actually percent of it craig actually yeah. let it sp- uh, slip how many tracks there are and i don't know if we should uh, divulge that but he did he, he actually <laughs> oh did he so, all right yeah, yeah. yeah. I I one of the sound checks yeah. yeah all right well well i mean if he but, said it it's on the record so it's up to you if you guys. I don't was I must have not been the sound check I was at because it I was, would have blew it up. It was a number more than nine, but less than eleven. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, look at that. If if, if that number, that's forty percent of an album that a band has played live. That, that, that's a that's lot. True. 
It's a lot. So, so we've been talking about the songs we, we all wanted to hear, but we were talking to everybody, all you in the audience, and you guys let us know what songs you wanted to hear. Should we listen to a few more of those right now? Yeah. So like we got to talk to a bunch of you guys and thank you so much for doing those. And, um, here's what you had to say. I'm Allison Weathers. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm hoping to hear certain songs and Lord, I'm discouraged. Hi, I'm Corey from Oakland, California. Been to at least one show for all of Massive Nights. Tonight, I'm really hoping to hear Same Kooks, which is like one of my favorites. And I think I've seen it live like three times. And of course, Unpleasant Breakfast, the best fucking song to come out over the last two years. Hi, my name is Ian. I'm from just outside Boston. And tonight, I am hoping to hear Sweet Part of the City. Hi. I'm Panama Phil from Johnson City, Tennessee. I've been to 83 Hold Steady shows in five years. I want to hear Touchless while I'm still alive. Wow. Wow, good one. Hey, I'm Will from Long Island. Favorite part of the show. First time I've ever been here on the opening night. Uh, Wednesday, first night, 2022. Great show. I love it. Uh, my name's Kaylee. I'm from right outside of Boston, and I'm hoping to hear the only thing. Hi, my name's Jared Delaney. I am from Philly, which is full of friendly friends that love you like a brother, and I am hoping to hear Sweet Part of the City. Thank you. So your name and where you're from? April, Chicago. Okay, and so this is your first time seeing the whole city? First time seeing the what whole are your city. Thoughts? Well, I, I wasn't here the last two nights, so I've just seen the... Uh, stage interviews and I've really enjoyed the, the sound and the music and I'm looking forward to tonight. Awesome. So are you, do you know what you're in store for as far as... I d- I, I've heard, but I don't know. <laughs> you're going to have a great time. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping to. That's what I'm expecting. Thank you. My name is Joe Mitchell. I'm from Wilmington, Delaware, and this is our fourth time here. That they, I think, my, I drag my son here every year. So. Oh, nice. He's on the young end of the so demographic. So. Massive nights, then? I think it's our fourth time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So which has been the best Massive Nights? Well, obviously it's changed a lot with the coronavirus and everything, but uh, I think the first year probably was my favorite. And I don't even remember, was it wasn't last year or two years ago, they didn't do it live, three years, so four years ago, yeah. But I, I yeah, I've always liked it. It's, we've made it into a trip. We come up here, we went to, a couple years ago, we saw the Menzingers, we're from Philly, so oh, awesome. we saw them uh, the night before, tomorrow night we're going to go to a show, to a different show. Oh, who are you going to see? I don't know. I don't think we've decided yet. We're thinking like Brooklyn Steel or some other places uh, like that. Great Is it? Awesome. Never been there. So. Uh, well, thank you very much. Sure. Thank Have a you. Great show, man. Oh, so that's that's so great hearing everybody's voices there and all the ambient sound. It just brings me right back to the. I'm getting the feels like I'm right back in the Brooklyn Bowl. But us as fans, you know, of course we enjoy it. But we kind of wanted to know what the people that work at the venue, the people that work at the Brooklyn Bowl themselves, what kind of, what do they encounter with the old steady fans as we are? And so we kind of asked a few of them. So let's give that a listen. Uh, my name is Kareem. I'm a bartender at uh, Brooklyn Bowl. I've been working here for 12 years. What I like best about Massive Nights is the vibes. The crowd is very awesome. They tip well, but they're also very nice. They're super low maintenance. Everybody's out to have a good time, and they aggressively have a good time. They go out of their way not to be in a bad mood, and that helps me in my job. Uh, my name is Steven Schwartz. I'm the general manager of Brooklyn Bowl and have been for every one of these massive nights. 
Um, they are four of our favorite days of the year. Um, I'm hoping to hear as little as possible tonight <laughs> because that means there is less input coming to me from the room and uh, questions or needs of me so that I can focus my energy on enjoying the music of the Hold Steady, um, which I love, but the thing I love the absolute most about this band is the relationship that they have with their fan base. It's very special to watch. Um, I don't know that there's another band that we ever have through here that has this much energy given from the audience to the band and back, uh, and that's really special for us. I have a follow-up question. So, uh, do other bands like cleaning up the confetti? Is that the bigger issue with this? Does any other bands have that issue? This is a unique issue, uh, and I will tell you that the first year we had the hold steady. Um, and all of a sudden, the confetti came out. We lost our minds, and we didn't know what was gonna. Ha- we didn't know what was gonna happen, and we, we, it's a problem for us. Um, but the paper stuff uh, is not as much a problem as the metallic the stuff, metallic is, we heard which is bad. sticks to the floor and uh, sticks to the bowling lanes, and hopefully doesn't make its way into the hummus. Um, but. Um, you know, like speakers are big magnets, oh. right? And so once we were able to talk with, with Brendan and be, like get the word out there, like let's bring in the paper, let's lose the metallic confetti. And now um, we've even played our part uh, a few massive nights ago without telling the band we brought in some very large confetti cannons and at the appropriate moment during killer parties on uh, night four, we we let it loose. Uh, <laughs> I was so, at that show. That was yeah, amazing. right. <laughs> Nobody knew. The, the, the band didn't knew. They were a little surprised, <laughs> but it was, it was a blast. I mean, there's there's always a little more, but. You know, at first it was like, oh my god, it's a confetti wind. And it's like someone, I forget, there's a, there's an album, a, a, a vinyl album, if you open it up and the inside picture is like the confetti and they're like, this is what, it's like, it's like, you're you going to book a, a, like a reggae band and not want people to smoke weed? <laughs> it's, it's like part, like, it's so we're like, yes, this is part, this is, this is, we know what we signed up for and, and we're happy, we're happy to have it. Awesome. Wow. That's really something to hear what everybody has to say about the whole study because being there when we interviewed the fans was one thing, but the staff and the way the band just comes in and sets up shop for four nights and just sort of, they say it a bunch of times, like it, it's their home for that time. And hearing how the staff that works in the Brooklyn Bowl really is open to it and what it's like to sort of integrate with really, as we've said many times, one of the most rabid and loyal fan bases out there. It, it, that was That was really cool to hear. Good job by you guys to grab that because I wasn't at that show, but as your producer, I approve. <laughs> I mean, and look, get, get the manager of, the, of uh, Brooklyn Bowl was like, he practically walked up to us. Um, they're as psyched about this weekend as we are. You know, I mean, they, they really are. And and I, I love that story he told about the confetti cannons and, and how they kind of got into the mix. And, you know, it was pretty cool. But um, you know what? Bef- it's very cool that they let them do the confetti too, because that's just extra labor to clean that up nightly. Like, you know, yeah. some major venues won't let people bring in cannons that shoot confetti because it's a lot of work to clean it up. Or there's a very nice charge attached to it, which <laughs> it's very nice that the Brooklyn Bowl is 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 cool to the confetti because that's a very fun part of the show. Even yeah, from the sure. night I was there, it's just 
the video is awesome every time it happens. So before we get off night three, I just wanted to make mention of the opening act. Um, you know, we got some good openers and Laura Stevenson, we, we had mentioned on night one was fantastic as always. Um, but one of my favorite opening acts from this weekend was Gladdy. Um, they really, they were a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it uh, previously, but so the lead singer of, of Gladdy, uh, Augusta Koch, is the same uh, person who last year, when uh, Michael Imperioli uh, opened, did Chill Out Tent. Um, her, Augustus Koch and Michael Imperioli did uh, Chill Out Tent um, for the, the guy and girl part. Um, so this was her band playing and um, just want to tell you a little bit about them. So they're a band out of uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and um, they have a new album out that just came out November 18th called don't know what you're in until you're out. Um, and actually I want to play a song off of it. Uh, the song's called born yesterday. It's one of my favorites. So let's listen to that. think of that man like i i just think it's a fun song it's and they did play it that night and mike i know you were there for kevin unfortunately you weren't but what do you think they were great yeah they were you know like they're they're cool people we did uh we actually got a chance to talk to augusta and liz and um so let's let you hear that yeah i'm augusta from gladi and this is liz i'm liz (laughs) sorry so I guess I like to play the show. Are you familiar with the Hold Steady? Or? Yeah, I love the Hold Steady. I have played with them before, and I was here last year. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm and excited. We've been checking you guys out. You guys sound great. Thank we can't you. wait to see you guys. Thanks so much. We're so excited. <laughs> are you Hold Steady fans? Yes. Awesome. So what are you What are you looking forward to hearing tonight from the Hold Steady? I hope they play Citrus. That's my favorite song. Awesome. Cool. Um, I only know the one song about uh, Memphis, or what is it? So That's it. it. That's cool song. This is a new hold study. I'm thing. a newbie, okay. so. Well, you'll be converted tonight. Thank That's you. That's what I said. I was like, when you see them live, you're going to freak out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and have a great set. Thank you so thank much. You. So, all right, man. So so check them out. Um, you could find them on Twitter uh, at Gladdy, G L A D dot E E E. You can find them on Instagram, um, and they also have a link, Gladdy, G L A D I E dot link dot two. Uh, and they got a couple tour dates coming up. Uh, Boston, December 15th, New York, uh, December 16th, Philly, December 17th, and Woodstock, New York, December 18th. But definitely go check them out. Very cool. So you want to get into night four? Yeah, I had a a few points about night four. Um, So like when we were in the night three sound check, um, you know, they were trying to tell Craig not to take any questions because they didn't want him to talk. And the reason they didn't want him to talk is that he was trying to protect his voice because it was starting to go a little bit. And, oh, yeah. And night four, um, he's, 
he seemed like the loud parts he was doing good, but when the songs, when he kind of break down and did the the slower, lower parts, I, he seemed like he was kind of fighting his way through it. And he was such a trooper. Um, I thought the early songs, he wasn't in the, you know, we're used to the animated Craig throwing his arms around. And I think he was a little less animated because I think he was worried about his voice. But then when we hit like song seven, eight, he, I think he realized he was going to make it through the night and he started, you know, it was the same old Craig. And I, I just thought that was a really gutty performance by him. That's very cool about, uh, you know, the story about Craig and his voice for night four. I was really hoping to be there, but my voice was going. So maybe he caught what I had, but do you remember what the, uh, walkout music for night three was the, the song they took the stage to because we didn't yeah we so didn't say that, that was that was Lido shuffle which i think has kind of become a tradition every year like i remember them playing it in previous massive nights but while we're on the topic of walkout uh music we we need to do a correction from uh episode one <laughs> of, of uh the flashcast rather nights one rather uh we, we need to do a correction from uh from night one so i think we said that they walked out to uh, the most wonderful uh, time of the year, and we said that was by Bing Crosby. Uh, but I believe we've been corrected. <laughs> we were. Uh, we were all just not thinking because we were still reeling from the night before. But as D.E. Pappenfuse uh, so helpfully let us know, it's actually Andy Williams that's saying the most wonderful time of the year. So, D.E., if we had a prize closet we would give you one but we don't so shout out to you for correcting us yeah well in our defense uh do bing crosby and andy williams have other songs besides christmas songs i only think of christmas songs i can't think of like normal summer songs that they <laughs> <laughs> i'm not very familiar with them but <laughs> I, I couldn't i mean bing crosby sang singing in the rain right shit we maybe shouldn't say this because if that's not right then <laughs> we'll be wrong on that we're gonna be too. wrong twice <laughs> I think we should. All right, let's let's just go move on. <laughs> let's get back to night four. Let's just get back <laughs> to Mazarin. I think it was Fred Astaire, actually. No, no. So, <laughs> so night four kicks off with uh, the Smiths cover band. Which, uh, what do you think of that, Mike? Um, I think people were getting mad at me when I was walking around saying, "I think this is a really good Sting cover band." <laughs> <laughs> people didn't get my sense of yeah. humor, but he 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 looked like Sting. But um. <laughs> I, I like, I thought they did good. I, I think we go down different. You don't like cover bands for opening acts there, Gasper. I'm, if I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I do have to admit they did, uh, the talking heads tribute band last year. And I kind of was like, what the heck's this about? And I did have fun at that show. The Smiths cover band, they were good. I mean, they played everything that you would want to hear from the Smiths, but it just wasn't my thing, you know? Yeah, like the reason I was calling him Sting, it's, it's hard to do. Morrissey's one of my favorite singers. It's his voice was good, but he didn't get all the way to the Morrissey level. And it's the guitar was good, but it's hard to get to the Johnny Marr level. Um, I like cover bands. I like the idea because uh, cover bands, you know, the, everybody in the band is enthusiastic about the music. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in that band. And then they're also kind of forced to play the hits because they're a cover band and they can't get away with playing the deep tracks. So they have to play the hits. So I, I always enjoy cover bands and, and they were good. Not not great. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so then the night picks up with the, the band walks out to No Sleep Till Brooklyn, which the, how do you not get behind that? Um, that was a lot of fun. And um, they opened up the show with Stuck Between Stations, which is probably my third favorite way of opening the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think of uh, the set list of uh, Night 4, Mike? 
I mean, I think night four is they kind of they kind of play the big hits, like you know, like I said, he's starting out with Stuck Between Stations, right into Stevie Nicks, Multitude of Casualties, Chips Ahoy. So I mean, it just hit heavy on night four. I, you know, they kind of play all the hits. I think they're trying to play all the big songs that they may not have got to earlier in the week, so people can not say, "Oh, they skipped my song." Yeah. Well, that's the explosive night, man. It's uh, and. You know, oddly enough, they so one of my favorite songs they play that night is "Cattle and the Creeping Things," um, which you, you're you're always going to get that in a four night weekend. But I was so happy to get that uh, that night. It was it's one of my favorite songs by them, and so I was glad they played. That was a big highlight for me. And uh, we also got um, the fourth new song, which is "Carlos is Crying," which sounded very cool. Um, I think that had some lower parts, and I think that was, was Craig's voice kind of got a little swallowed up by the instruments there a few times, I think. So that'll be really interesting. I can't wait till they release that so I can hear the studio version of it. Yeah, absolutely. And then a great encore. Um, certain When you start off an encore with certain songs, I mean, I think everybody in the place is waiting for that. I mean, this is a song that people have tattoos for, you know? So... That was awesome. And Chicago seems tired last night with horns is always a favorite. Mm. And then we end with stay positive, which uh, we, we get to perfect the, um, the onstage mosh pit, I guess we can call it uh, between yeah. mosh pit, Josh and, uh, and knowledge. Yeah, so you're right. Uh, we had a uh, mosh pit. Josh kind of went and did a little flying shoulder mosh, moshy mosh into uh, into knowledge and uh, and uh, st- stay tuned for more news on knowledge because uh, we actually are going to have him on the next episode and he brought a great energy to the uh, all four nights. So, I mean, we talked about it on the flashcast because I I brought it up and and I remember that they did it the first time and. Josh almost got knocked over and fell down. So the second time they did it, I, I think it Josh was a, a little more <laughs> sure-footed this time, and it wasn't yeah. so okay. Yeah, they, they they definitely planned it out a little bit better. Yeah, knowledge sure. actually goes down and break. He goes by a play-by-play breakdown of that. <laughs> so we'll get to <laughs> yeah, hear we, that. We next, do get next episode. We do get into that on the interview, but uh, but definitely check out our next episode because um, I think it's a really great interview. Knowledge is an interesting guy. And um, he's really become part of of what Massive Nights is. I mean, he's done most of the the sound on Massive Nights. He's you could see he's a fan. He's jumping up and down and singing along with the songs. And like at one point, he had a t shirt tux on. Like it was, he's into it. And, uh, into and it. I, I think you're gonna enjoy the interview. I mean, you could. He is as fun to watch on stage doing his job as the band is doing theirs nightly. So that's cool. I also noticed on night four you got. Uh, constructive summer into hot soft light, which I know right. we did an interview and a fan had asked for, and they did it more the night I was there. So it's cool that you got to see it again on the night I wasn't there. More than one asked for that, actually. I think um, yes. I think we have two clips where where more than one fans ask for that, and I totally agree with them. Like the, that, I, it's not one that I remember um, thinking about. Like I don't go into it saying, "Oh, I hope they do it this way," but like every time they do, it's just it gets me just jumping, like. It's 
that's a great part of uh, of a set. So I agree with our fans and, uh, and it was a good part. I do too. It almost actually feels weird to me when they don't play together and it, I've seen it where they don't always play it right into it and where they just do constructive summer and then some other song. And it's always weird that it doesn't because they do play so well together. So to you, this is their heartbreaker into living, loving made. Yeah, I could go with that. Or they, <laughs> we will rock you into We Are the Champions. Yeah, that's Ooh, what I was going one, with. Good yeah. one, good you know, one. Yeah. We could, we, maybe that one's a little more on the nose. We'll go with that one. Yeah, in the <laughs> in the Hold Steady Facebook group, I think they like to call it the one two, <clears throat> the one two punch. So that's the that's their one two punch. It's a, it is a good one. All right, and then that wrapped up uh, night four pretty much, right? Unless did did you have anything else, Mike? I'm sorry. Well, after night four, there was some uh, festivities. We walked, uh, Gasper was kind enough to show me uh, the Lake Street Bar, um, take me down there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to hearing you talk about this because like, I've been to Lake Street a number of times, but this is your first time to Lake Street is where they have the after party. Uh, it's the bar that's, uh, I believe it's partially owned by Bobby. And uh, what'd you think, man? Yeah, and, and Lake Street, you know, that's a that's a name that Craig drops quite a bit because that's a that's a street in Minneapolis, and he, it's in quite of his a lot of his solo songs and hold steady songs. Um, it was it was something. It was like you know when we watch uh, all these Christmas specials about downtown New York uh, on TV here in Minnesota. They always have those little storefront windows, you know, where they, they whatever they want to buy for Christmas is behind that little storefront window. Well, that's what Lake Street Bar is. It's that little storefront window. That's how wide it is. I don't know how is that place what twenty feet wide even I don't know. Yeah, it's tiny. It's it's. T- I, I I'm trying to think back from my trip to Minneapolis, like what I can compare it to, and the closest thing I come to is Matt's Bar, um, which it's small like that, but I think Matt's Bar might even be bigger than Lake Lake Street. Yeah, and it about how small- many people would you say are there? Like, because I've never done that night four where the band goes and everybody goes and dude, it's packed. It's like. It's almost like the entire Brooklyn Bowl shows out there. You cannot like it's like Times Square on New Year's Eve, I think. (laughs) Yeah. It's way more people in that bar than should probably be in that bar. (laughs) But um, and and when I walked in, I seen I go, Oh, there's a back room. Let's go back there. Well, it's a full length mirror. It's not there's no back room, it's just that (laughs) little tiny I go, that place looks just as crowded as this. Oh, it's a mirror, yeah. (laughs) So Yeah. Yeah. But I mean what's so great about going there is it's like on top of all the fans going there, like Craig walks in the band, walks in the bar, and like Steve walks in the bar, and like they're just there, they're just hanging out and talking to everybody, and they are just so accessible. That, which is one of the things that I love about them so much, is that they're so good to their fans, and and they really are so accessible to the fans. And like it's more than just Craig and Steve. Like we ran into the guy who did the artwork for Thrashing Through the Passion, and um, we ran into Knowledge, and that's how we got our interview with him, and. Like everybody goes there. You know? Yeah, it was it was amazing, and, and Craig and all those guys, like you said, they're so accessible and so great. And he, uh, we talked to him, and he re- he remembered pointing to your son, and it, that was great. Yeah, yeah. Please tell me you bought Steve a, a drink for being on the podcast, at least. You know what it is. It's, I mean, as a so producer hard. who wasn't there, that's what I would have done. So I'm just going to throw that out there. If the hosts, <laughs> actually, you know what? I think I did buy Steve a drink. Come to think all of it. Right. I think I did. We'll check. We'll check with him, and or somebody there could correct us if that's you're not buying. <laughs> that's anything. and it's not easy to pull off. Let me tell you, because like you're talking about a bar that like so, Kevin, you're you're 
your comparison to this would be like picture the back of of Yerman's, which is where like our, that's our regular water hole. Like mm-hmm. the that's the that's the size of it. It's the the, yeah, the wow. back side of Yerman's, and like so, like just picture like just hundreds of people in there. Now you're trying to get to the bar. Like it's it's like an Olympic event. I, I was in the back, and I, I got you. I got you and some of our companions. I got a couple beers, and I had to get to the front because you guys were in the front. <laughs> I, I was like the big Lebowski. I was just like slithering my way through, and I don't think I spilled a single drop, which I don't know how. But <laughs> well, very that's well done. A talent. That is yeah. a very good talent. That that's extra yeah. points for you. And can, and can we talk about how the Brooklyn Bull does not know what Colorado Bulldogs are? They do now because I ordered <laughs> enough of them. But this was hysterical. So Mike. <laughs> I mean, so like the Brooklyn Bowl is kind of like a, you know, it's it's trendy for for Brooklyn, and you know they do know how to make a lot of drinks. And Mike's like, yeah, I'll take a, a Colorado Bulldog, and I think he stumped everybody. So why don't you tell us what the Colorado Bulldog is? <laughs> they don't know what it is in Colorado either, so don't feel bad. Um, <laughs> a Colorado Bulldog is just basically, you know, how a White Russian is always a short drink. So you mm-hmm. you put that short drink into a, a tall glass and you just add Coke and cream to it. So it's it ends up tasting like a Starbucks is what it ends like a cold <laughs> Starbucks drink is what it ends up tasting like. And they made that for you at the Brooklyn Bowl. Yeah, All weekend. <laughs> All weekend they get they were they started to get used to it after a while. Yeah. What was the going price tag on a Colorado Bulldog? I'm just curious since they didn't make no them. Idea. What did they charge you per drink? We oh, we were just, <laughs> I think we were just signing some receipts. I don't think anybody ever looked at prices. That <laughs> yeah, so like you run a tab and like it just gets lost in the mix, you know. Right. But yeah, yeah it's all right. But they just, they know what it is now. <laughs> I mean, if it, next year it's on the menu. We know who to thank. Well, I mean, yeah, I bet you there's a good chance, like, because it's the same bartenders every year. Um, and the, the guy that we interviewed uh, for this episode, like he's been the bartender I've seen at every Brooklyn Bowl, and they're going to remember that drink. So you can come back next year and ask for it, and they'll be like, yeah, we know what that is. So. If I'm there any time before the whole study, I'm going to ask for it and see if the guy remembers. Oh, we should have a follow-up on this. There we go. Yes. That's your assignment for Please. next year's right. Massive Nights. I will go in advance and just – because the food is good there. Did you guys eat there all four nights? We did. Yes, we um, did. I, I love. <laughs> we ate our way there. through the whole menu. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Stuff. I mean, I, I will. I will say to everybody at the Brooklyn Bowl, they really do a great job there. The food's good. The the staff is great. The the drinks are good. You know, yeah. uh, I, I had a good share of mermaid beers the one night I got to go, and that was pretty tasty. <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap up our. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. I just have one more question before we wrap it. Like, hold on, because I want to go. Like, how long were you guys at Lake Street? Like, how long does this after party go? Did you <laughs> did you see the sun? I know Mike was flying out the next day. Uh, you yeah, know, how so did this all play in terms of? I think you scheduling. asked me this. Like, I think you asked me. You texted me and asked me like, "Hey, what time did you guys get out of there?" And I think I told you two thirty. And then I looked to see what time knowledge sent me his information because he sent it to me right after we walked out of Lake Street and it was like four in the morning. So <laughs> we, we got home pretty late. <laughs> but that's I didn't have to be on the plane till what, seven? So that was that was great. <laughs> well, we, we left to get you to the airport at seven. I think it was like a ten or eleven o'clock flight. Oh no, that's what it yeah. was. It was a you had it as an eleven o'clock flight, but I'm, I had asked you as we, we were getting ready to leave, it's like, is it ten? Our time or 11 hour time? And you looked and you're like, oh no, it's 10 o'clock our time. 
<laughs> so we had to shoot over to Newark, but we flew there pretty quick. Like if you want to go to Newark, go on a Sunday, man. Cause I think we made it from my house in Queens to Newark airport in 25 minutes, which was wow. nothing. That, that That's probably a record. <laughs> all right so i think we're going to wrap up uh our coverage of massive nights there but uh there are a couple of things i wanted to mention um that everyone should look out for so did you see the book coming out on may 2nd uh gospel of the hold steady it's a coffee book i did not that's the, the we've talked about this before that's the coffee table book um and it's it's a book celebrating the band but really it's celebrating the fans they they got a bunch of input from the fans we made some some submissions so we're gonna look and see if uh if we made the book but i'm excited for that that's uh available for pre-order on amazon and that comes out may 2nd and then of course the new album drops in 2023 early. I, I think they said early. It's, they it was said early quarter 2023, like, yeah. which is, you know, we had guessed around first quarter, but it could be, that could even be April. All right. And then a couple of things to look for from us. Um, we have the upcoming interview with Knowledge, uh, which we're really excited about. We, we can't wait for you to hear. Uh, we're probably going to put it out about a week or so um, from this episode. So please stay look uh, stay on the lookout for that. That's going to be a fun episode. And uh, we we did meet up with Kaylee and her husband from uh, the Whole Studies for Women at the show. Uh, they were awesome. Uh, it was fun to see them. And she seems interested in doing an episode with us. So we should be having her on an upcoming episode soon. Um, I think she said she wanted to do something early in the year. And then uh, Chicago in July is the next thing that I'm really excited about. And uh, Mike, you're going to be at that show too, right? Yeah, and I'm going to take a page out of your book. I'm going to bring my daughter because I guess my I guess the mountain goats are a big thing on TikTok. So she's she's team mountain goats. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, and uh, and I'm going to keep trying to push Kev to come down to that show, but we'll see if uh, we'll see you if he's going to make it. <laughs> I never say never to anything. So uh, <laughs> if my schedule allows me, because sometimes the day job gets in the way, but uh, I would love to be there because that's going to be a hell of a show between. Dylan Jafour, Mountain Goats, and Hold Steady two nights in Chicago at what is it? The salt, the salt shop, salt factory, the, salt, the salt shed, salt shed, salt shed. Yeah, yeah. Morton, actually, I think we were yeah, trying so to figure it's out. It's connected to Morton's. Yeah. So we were trying to figure out that venue because I've never been there, but um, from the looks of it on the website, it was very similar to Pier Seventeen in, here in New York, which is an outdoor uh, venue, and that appeared to what it was going to be to me. Uh, but Mike pointed out on the tickets, it actually says it's an indoor show in their newly renovated indoor area. Um, so I don't know if that's a misprint or not, because they were selling tickets to that like premium side on the porch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how that's going to work think out. It, I think it actually is indoors, and it's actually a shed, and they call it the salt shed. I think that's where they're getting the name from. They might have just I, put like a temporary structure over what was the outdoor space, which is might be, it might be the same actual space. They just covered it. Yeah, well, we'll keep you posted because we're going to be there. That'll be fun. But, uh, all right. Yeah, well, that's going to uh, do it for us here uh, at this episode of Hood Rat Recap. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. As we said last time, uh, if you enjoy what you hear as much as we enjoy doing this, you know, give us a like, a follow, uh, leave us a comment. We've had a couple of comments come in. Uh, we appreciate it. We also appreciate DE Pappenfuse and again for the correction. So even if you want to correct us, we love to be corrected. Uh, we just love hearing from you. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. Uh, give us a like. We do appreciate you guys checking us out because as you check us out, it gives us more reason to keep doing this, and we love doing it. 
Yeah, and if you uh, if you do want to check us out, uh, the easiest way to do that, we're on all social media. Um, we're on Twitter, we're on uh, Instagram, we're on YouTube. Um, you can send us an email at thehoodretrecap at gmail.com. And please check out our link tree. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E uh, slash thehoodretrecap. And uh, I'm Gasper. That's Mike. That's Kevin. And us guys and all you guys, we are all the Hood Rat Recap. My name's Tim. I'm from Chicago Land, Downers Grove, Illinois. And uh, I'm looking to hear a joke about Jamaica. My name's Jamie. I'm from Highland Park, New Jersey, and my favorite is when they do constructive summer and a hostile fight, but they did that last night, so I don't have my hopes up. <laughs> so, uh, my name is Michael Schumacher. I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota. If I can hear any song tonight, I'd love to hear Oaks. Uh, and I would love to hear them do it as a walk-off song before the encore. Uh, I'm Kevin. I'm originally from Boston, and now I live in central New Jersey. And I want to hear a multitude of casualties. Nice. My name is Mike Brady, and I'm from uh, Queens, New York. I'd love to hear Banging Camp, Stevie Nicks, Into a Multitude of Casualties, and yes, Sapphire. My name is Jerry, and I'm from New Jersey, and I hope to hear... Hey, my name is David. I am from California, and I'm hoping to hear. I don't know. I I like what they play. My name is John Tolan. I'm from Plymouth, Massachusetts, and I'm hoping to hear a T-shirt tuxedo tonight.